Hi friends, this is JFET. Whether you're around the corner or across the world, welcome to The Daily Walk. I want you to take a moment today to pause in Jesus and see what new thing could take place in your life. At the end of this podcast, you can download our app, Boulder Church, or visit us online at boulder.church to connect. And remember, we would love to hear from you as we prepare for our messages every Saturday morning on The Daily Walk. Good morning. It is Thursday, September 27. Welcome to Daily Walk. I am your friendly host, Becky Delavera. <laughs> and I am your friendly host, too. <laughs> no, you're not. I'm, not I'm right. the friendly host. You're I'm the, the, you're the unfriendly, unfriendly host. You're the okay, mean great. one. There can oh, only my, be one good my, one. My, my, my. All right. Well, <laughs> this is going to be a great day today. All right. I'm the normal person. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, look, let me pray. Yeah, you better. Let me pray, yeah. Um, Heavenly Father, uh, it's good to be able to know that you hear us. It's good to know, Lord, that you've called us, uh, that you are the one who instigate and inspire us. And uh, God, through your voice, we, we try to like respond uh, to these, the desire to be able to uh, hear your voice and to be able to follow. And we ask God for the wisdom about that for our day today. Um, Lord, wherever we are around the world in, in different locations, we ask God for the Spirit to transform the places that we are in, the, the people that we meet, the places, the conversations that we have. We ask this by your Son's name. Amen. We're reading from Romans 9, the entire chapter, this week, every day. Um, today is the New International Version, the NIV. Yeah. We start with a section subtitled, Paul's Anguish Over Israel. I speak the truth in Christ. I am not lying. My conscience confirms it through the Holy Spirit. I have great sorrow and unceasing anguish in my heart. For I could wish that I myself were cursed and cut off from Christ for the sake of my people, those of my own race, the people of Israel. Theirs is the adoption to sonship. Theirs the divine glory, the covenants, the receiving of the law, the temple worship, and the promises. Theirs are the patriarchs, and from them is traced the human ancestry of the Messiah, who is God over all, forever praised. Amen. Another subtitle, God's Sovereign Choice. It is not as though God's word has failed, had failed. For not all who are descended from Israel are Israel, nor because they are his descendants are they all Abraham's children. On the contrary, it is through Isaac that your offspring will be reckoned. In other words, it is not the children by physical descent who are God's children, but it is the children of the promise who are regarded as Abraham's offspring. For this is how the promise was stated, At the appointed time I will return and Sarah will have a son. Not only that, but Rebekah's children were conceived at the same time by our father Isaac. Yet before the twins were born, or had done anything good or bad, in order that God's purpose in election might stand, not by works, but by him who calls, she was told, the older will serve the younger. Just as it is written, Jacob I loved, but Esau I hated. What then shall we say? Is God unjust? Not at all. For he says to Moses, I will have mercy on whom I have mercy and I'll have compassion on whom I have compassion. It does not therefore depend on human desire or effort, but on God's mercy. For scripture says to Pharaoh, I raised you up for this very purpose, that I might display my power to you, and that my name might be proclaimed in all the earth. Therefore God has mercy on whom he wants to have mercy, and he hardens whom he wants to harden. One of you will say to me, then why does God still blame us? For who is able to resist his will? But who are you, a human being, to talk back to God? Shall what is formed say to the one who formed it, Why did you make me like this? Does not the potter have the right to make out of the same lump of clay some pottery for special purposes and some for common use? What if God, although choosing to show his wrath and make his power known, bore with great patience the objects of his wrath, 
prepared for destruction? What if he did this to make the riches of his glory known to the objects of his mercy, whom he prepared in advance for glory, even us, whom he also called, not only from the Jews, but also from the Gentiles? As he says in Hosea, I will call them my people who are not my people, and I will call her my loved one who is not my loved one. And in the very place where it was said to them, you are not my people, there they will be called children of the living God. Isaiah cries out concerning Israel, Though the number of the Israelites be like the sand by the sea, only the remnant will be saved. For the Lord will carry out his sentence on earth with speed and finality. It is just as Isaiah said previously, Unless the Lord Almighty has left us descendants, we would have become like Sodom. We would have become like Gomorrah. Israel's unbelief. Another subtitle. What then shall we say? That the Gentiles who did not pursue righteousness have obtained it a righteousness that is by faith. But the people of Israel who pursued the law as a way of righteousness have not attained their goal. Why not? Because they pursued it not by faith, but as if it were by works. They stumbled over the stumbling stone. As it is written, See, I lay in Zion a stone that causes people to stumble, and a rock that makes them fall. And the one who believes in him will never be put to shame. All right. All right. All right. Here we go then. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> when was a time God has shown you mercy or compassion? According to this passage here. According to this passage, maybe always or never. <laughs> and how would I know? How would you know? I wouldn't know. Yeah. And I think that's actually the difficulty uh, inside it when we read this passage just as it is without, again, like we were talking about yesterday a little bit, without the context of the story. I mean, and the thing it. is, I, yeah. I don't know, to be honest. Yeah. I would have no way of knowing when God has showed me mercy or compassion mm-hmm. because things that don't happen to you, you don't know that they would have if not for the intervention of God. Hey, that's a that's a really good point. When it was know. when was the time God has shown you mercy or compassion? I think you have to assume that, that He does all the time, and that you I don't always so. know about it. I believe so. I mean, like every single day that we have life, right? Well, is, yeah, is, every single day that you know you don't get into a car accident or something doesn't go terribly wrong. That's a day of compassion and mercy. Huh. That's an interesting. See, so you can't think about it that way. That's an interesting uh, idea. Mm-hmm. I wonder about that. Huh. Or, I mean, you could look at it the other way and say it would be more compassionate to just like, be I out of your misery already. I have don't to know. reflect on that one a little bit more. Uh, yeah. Hmm. Why? What bothers you about that? I don't know. Something bothers me about that. I'm not quite sure what it is. And I'm, I'm, I will have to like throw that back in my head. Was it the thing with the car or the idea of there being mercy and the fact that you're still alive each day? The uh, something. I'm not quite sure. It's just like something in the back of my head that I will have to mull over and I'm not quite sure where it is, where it's landing and what's uh, causing that trigger uh, for me huh. right now but uh, but it is good I do I do believe that the the compassion is seen when uh, when I seek forgiveness um, and the mercy seen when I actually receive the forgiveness and and the benefits and the blessings of forgiveness and I think that those are real moments for me um, and when I actually accept the forgiveness that God has given, that's actually when I start to feel like I am living in that moment of mercy. Well, I don't take that always for granted. Could I ask a question about yeah. Jacob and Esau? What do we know about their respective outcomes? Like, did Esau, I mean, I know he sold his birthright for the bowl of lentil soup and Good deal. stuff like that. But did he feel <laughs> hated by God? Like, did he have a bad life? You know, it says here that, 
I mean, did, did Esau read? Was this written during his life where, where he could read about it himself? Like, was, was this in real time at all, or was it no, no, much this is, later? No, no, this is much later. Paul. Okay, so Moses, no, I mean this, I know, but, but Paul is quoting Moses, I think, isn't he? Yes, Moses about, is Moses telling a story, yes. obviously, uh, about Jacob and Esau, who are his who ancestors. Are, are hit, yes, yes, so they've already yeah, lived. Okay, yeah. gotcha. Yeah. So this would not have been anything that was written during it was, their lifetimes. Like it was like the... It was a seal and the royal artifacts or the news. Well, I'm and so just wondering. JFK, who shot JFK? Nobody was allowed to know until. I'm just wondering whether Jacob and Esau would have actually perceived different outcomes in their lives. If they have known that really, one was loved and the other was hated, because if they didn't know, no, then I don't understood. think it really matters. They understood. Esau knew Look, that God hated him. Not no. Um, <laughs> no. That would kind of suck. No, it, I have to say there is there is a difficulty in in the story and the story. I mean, obviously with Jacob is that uh, he, you know, usurped the the blessing, right, from his brother. And uh, and so there's the whole tension inside the story there of him taking away that blessing from his brother. Yeah. And him, his brother going and begging his father and his father saying, I've given it, I've given it away. So all of that... Uh, but, I mean, would Esau have attributed that to God or would he have just thought his brother and his father are jerks? That would be more like what yeah. you would normally. I don't think. know whether I don't know whether he attributed it to God. Okay. I don't know. And the other he thing did. I wanted to know yeah. was okay. He's he's always talking about Abraham, but then he makes this big point that Isaac is the real person because Abraham has more children, and only the ones that come out of Isaac are the chosen people. So why even bother talking about Abraham at all? Why not just talk about Isaac? Why not talk about the place where it starts? What's the point? What's the point of Abraham? Other than the promise came through him, but Isaac is the person. Yeah. In fact, so it feels like if Paul you're going to introduce really dumb, the whole, wasn't he? no, I, Abraham. I'm not saying he's <laughs> dumb. I'm just saying I don't understand what the purpose is of going. Like, why not go back another generation and be like, okay, and there, there's this person, Sometimes but he's do. kind of irrelevant because it's only this one line that matters. There are pinpoints. They either they either go back to Abraham or they go back to David or they go all the way back to Adam. Well, because what I mean is that by going to Abraham, this creates this conflict between, say, um, Jews and Muslims who both have this common ancestor, yes. right? And then this, I would read this as being kind of offensive to Muslims in the sense that none of the other children of Abraham matter, only the ones that come from Isaac. So couldn't you just deal with the possibility of bringing that up by just talking about Isaac and just forgetting? I don't see this offensive well, I mean, to Islam or offensive to China or... Buddhism well, it, it could or, be seen that way. I'm not. Yeah, but that's. I mean, not I'm not ten, from any of those yeah. places, so I don't find it offensive either. But yeah, but that's not the intent of the passage that mm. Paul's trying to pull here. Paul's trying to say that God has chosen a people, and inside that people, the solution is Jesus Christ. Uh, and and yet that people, that people actually thought that their their heritage alone was enough. Yeah, and he's I saying that. that's not where it actually rests. Hence, you think you're the clay. I will actually shape and move around inside that. Uh, but, hey, our time is well past again because the passage is long. So I'm going to go back to the question again here, um, which is this. When was a time God has shown you mercy or compassion? Uh, have a look at that. Reflect on that. Talk to your friends about that. Live love, and we will connect tomorrow. Hey, thanks again for listening to the Daily Walk podcast today. If you remember, if you have any questions, reach out to us online at boulder.church. And if you can help support us, please feel free to give online at boulder.church forward slash give. 
Until next time, look after each other and live love. Thank you.